Dog, yes. Welcome after the hype. I'm your host, always Brian Russell. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hartsby, Samantha Garrison, and nobody else is here this week. Uh, Emily Blake had to sit out. She has work, so congratulations, Emily Blake. Uh, I know she had... Uh, work is good. She had been really excited for this one, I think. I think it's a feature, the one that she was looking forward to. I, I could be so. wrong. I think this is that job. Um, and then, obviously, since Sam's here, Chewie's just not here. But we have two special guests to talk about the first of our uh, I Missed These Female Driven Movies this week, uh, which is Ocean's 8. We have Justine Gendron and Libby Ward. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Both of you are very nice to come on to talk about this movie before I'd even looked into it and realized that I probably don't like it very much. But <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I hope you will at least enjoy the discussion if you did not enjoy the movie like I didn't. Um, but we'll get there eventually. You're going to force me into defending this and I'm going to be sad. I'm not sure about that. Uh, let's do a where have you been doing. I can go first. I finished rewatching Lost. And? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Lost is one of my favorite shows ever on television, and I just have to keep telling myself that as I'm rewatching it because it's just not great on the rewatch. Like, it, mm. it, it really shows it seems a lot. Like, it just it doesn't. Like, I think where they finally decided that they're going to be a nerdy, fun show was after they got the idea that we're going to do way less episodes and they were still trying to like fit 22 episodes of material into 15 episodes. It just didn't work. Mm. Like it's just kind of a mess. Mm. And I love it. I love the characters. I like seeing how it all kind of like shakes out in the end. And I still think the ending isn't bad. I think it works for what they were trying to do, but it just, the storytelling is just sloppy. And I hate saying that because I love it, but it's just. I read an earlier draft of the pilot because yeah. I worked on the pilot and I loved the earlier draft. And then when they revised it, I hated it. And then what? I refused to ever watch the show. <laughs> what did so they I actually haven't seen it. They changed a lot. Uh, <gasps> I know the, Jack the was key, supposed to die. The key, yeah, yeah, the key thing that sticks in my mind, because this was a while ago, yeah. is that Jack died. But, like, yeah. you know, they built him up to be really important and then killed him. And I was like, yes, like, oh, but yes, it and was very exciting. Wasn't that when it was still Michael Keaton going to be Jack? I don't remember. I don't know about the casting. He was but... going to be somebody on that? <laughs> Michael Keaton, I think, was originally supposed to play Jack on Lost and die in the first episode. Wow. And I was supposed to be like, oh, you just lost your doctor. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good premise. Yeah, it, but... was, it was very exciting, yeah. the, the draft that I read. <laughs> and then the draft that they shot was a different draft. And I was like, yeah, not into it anymore, you guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's still a good pilot. It's fun. It's not, I think, the, I haven't read the other script, but I would assume it's better. Um, just because. I mean, either way, I was living in Hawaii, so that was fine. But, <laughs> but I did not watch the show. Oh, so you, oh. You actually got to like be there, work on the pilot. Yeah, I assumed it was like writers' room situation. No, I was actually on set oh, that's for that. That's really cool. Show, yeah. Uh, who else wants to go? Who's next? I'll go next. Uh, I through our library, they have a, an audio book thing called Overdrive. So I've been doing my good uh, my my part as a good citizen of Los Angeles by renting books, Ooh. and uh, so I'm reading this one. Well, listening to this one called "City Stained Red" by Sam Sykes, and uh, it's a fantasy book, and I'm having a good time with it. The thing with audiobooks, though, is within the first like couple chapters, I can't get acclimated to the book. I like just listening to it is such a different mindset, and I've only been listening to podcasts, so like it's a very different way to get adjusted to it. And I'm now I'm in it and it's fine and I'm enjoying the book, but I lose a lot in those first couple chapters just because it's audio. For me, it depends on who's reading it. If it's a good like reader i can get into it instantly if it's not then it takes me a few chapters it's 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 yeah it's probably the reader but like he was he's good and he he does the voices but it's just it's getting acclimated to that there's a lot of description in fantasy too and it tends to be like a lot of uh, pronouns and things like that and there's words in books yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knew <laughs> but like but made up haha <laughs> Brian's just in troll mode preparing for this movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like... They, that one was easy. <laughs> there's there's made-up words to kind of, like, there's different uh, races and different uh, cities, and everything's got its own terminology, and just a, it's a whole different, like, fantasy lingo that you have to kind of get used to. Sure. Because it's like, you can't just copy Tolkien, so you have to do your own thing, right? I mean, you and can. You can, but then you're just a copycat, you know. But yeah, I've enjoyed it, and I enjoy getting more books in, and I want to do that in the future. I want to read some. I want to read more than I have because I'm getting back into the mood. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sam, what about you? 
I, at your recommendation, have been listening to the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. It's the best show ever. It is! Oh my god, I laugh so hard, I get tears in my eyes. It's so stupid and so funny, and I think everyone should check it out. It is just the best. Yeah, that's, that's all you really can say. It's Have you gotten to the footnote episodes yet? Yeah, a couple yeah. of yeah, them. Yeah, those are good too. Yeah, I've been kind of just powering through the chapters because I'm genuinely invested in the exploits of Belinda Blumenthal. <laughs> and I'm in the Russian, like I'm in the casino in Amsterdam with the Russian right now. Oh, and boy. it's just, it's delightful. <laughs> Jamie's accents get pretty rough in the Russian yeah. area. <laughs> I'm also just amazed that someone who, like, it's called My Dad Wrote a Porno, so this guy has had a kid, this author, and just no concept of female anatomy <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> At one point, he says that people are boning so hard, he, like, pokes her in the ovaries. And, like, those are, those are internal organs. <laughs> Very internal. Yeah. Yeah. So it Turns but, out you don't have to know how it works. <laughs> you just have to get into the right area. For a little while, and you're yeah, good. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's why you have two kids. <laughs> Piling on John today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it for me today. <laughs> oh, God. should definitely listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno, though. It's the funniest fucking show. It's so good. It's a great one for headphones. I will say that much. If you're in a, like, Chicago sort of thing, it'd be a great one not to listen to super loud. Oh, yeah. I listen to it in my car, though. Yeah, that'd be And fun. I feel yeah. like anyone that would see me through the windows, I'm just like, ah! Like, my <laughs> mouth is open and I'm making stupid faces. So. There, there were two episodes I had to stop listening to while driving because it was getting dangerous. <laughs> I don't know where you're at, though. But, yeah. Continuing? Yeah, so surprisingly on theme with this movie, this week I went to some museums. <laughs> I was in uh, Seattle, and I highly recommend going to the Chihuly Garden and Glass, or Glass and Garden Museum, where it's a lot of glass-blown structures and pretty oh, cool. things. Yeah, the one I in never... Tacoma. Uh, this was in downtown Seattle, right under the Space Needle. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never been to Seattle, so uh, it's fun. Yeah, I've been ex- I've been working there, so I've been exploring it a bit. So oh, that's fun. Yeah. What was the name of the museum? Chihuly. Chihuly. Cool. Oh, if you want more recommendations later, I'm from Seattle. What? <laughs> so I'll tell you all the things. Uh, at someone's recommendation, a Seattle person's recommendation, <laughs> I played through the game Journey. Oh. Have you guys all played it? I have, or just, I've, I've it. owned it for or, a long time and never actually played it. <laughs> I was like, was that the awe of people who played it or just know the name of it? It's like the one <laughs> video game I have played. I yeah. It. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. I liked it. I'm glad that it was sort of short, though, because it was also, it was very meditative. It was almost like lulling because you're sort of traveling through a, a desert, a tundra. First the desert desert, the hot desert, and then an ice desert. So it's very, it's like a very quiet game, I felt. It's the same people who made Flower, right? You know, I don't know. Yes. Yes, because yeah, so. I played yeah. Flower, and that's that's the same thing. It's uh, just a very okay. meditative, mellow, kind of chill game. And yeah. Heard... This has an interactive component, too, that makes it, yeah. like, really emotional and interesting, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I liked that I didn't die. Like, I could only just be set back. Like, I didn't get yeah. killed. It was just either joyful or frustrating it wasn't uh it wasn't manic at any points you know well and just having that death thing i don't know like having that as a mechanic just takes away from any relaxation or meditativeness that a game like that would want to do sure yeah yeah and and it's basically all interacting with your environment so that was cool Cool. yeah i keep meaning to play it i've literally i've owned it for my ps3 and my ps4 like i've bought it twice (laughs) and i still haven't played it i played through the whole thing in like 90 minutes that's what I've heard. I th- yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, like I have a no excuse. Three-ish hour game, <laughs> but I think I. Yeah, I just have to do I it. I think I might have teleported somewhere. Like I think I might have come across a. You found the warp pipe, so to speak. So, yeah, I think I found the warp <laughs> pipe. It was like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about the frog suit? Do you get the frog suit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely good. Got the frog suit. <laughs> what? No tanuki. <laughs> Gonna need that. Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's talk. Oceans eight. Uh, we should probably do the breakdown first, right? That makes sense. I was gonna do numbers, but it did fairly well. Like the reviews were okay. It made okay amount of money. It just kind of like middle of the road, everything. So that describes the movie. 
I think it's pretty nice to the movie, but that's we'll get into what I don't like about it. Uh, I'm so angry. I, I, there's there's one thing that just killed the movie for me, and if you're friends with me on Facebook, you saw me rant about it already. Um, it is the stupidest thing. I admit that. We'll get into it, but it ruined the whole movie for me because every time it happened, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but it's okay. I like that that and not James Corden ruined the movie. <laughs> I can get it. Mm. I can't defend it, but I can talk about why it didn't bother me very much. It's mostly because at this point I'm already going fuck this movie. Oh, cool, James Corden's here. Why not? But we'll get we'll, no. We'll get that's there. never. That should never be anyway. <laughs> should never be anyone's response to James Corden. No. Yeah. <laughs> First, we're gonna do a breakdown. <laughs> uh, boy, do you think you can do this? Thirty seconds to describe this. Th- okay, 30 seconds. Good. I'm glad you told me how long yeah. this is supposed to be. Okay. 30 seconds to do uh, all of Ocean's 8. Do you, do you think yeah, you yeah, can handle yeah. it? I'll give it, a, I'll give it a go. We'll give it a good college try. Give it the college try. <laughs> give it uh, the prison try. Yeah. Is, is it better to see the timer or not see the timer? It's up to you. Uh, Probably see the okay. timer. All right. So, he, so I know if I need to To wrap it up. up. Yeah, wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Uh, okay, so here we go. Ocean's 8 in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go. Okay, Sandra Bullock gets out of prison. She's Danny Ocean's sister. He's presumably dead forever, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, she gathers Kate Blanchett and another in a big group of awesome kick-ass women who have various skills so that they can rob the Met Ball. Their intent is to take this super famous necklace by, that's made by Cartier and uh, give it to a vapid actress to uh swipe it from her so that they make the millions of, of dollars that's 30 seconds that's i couldn't even seconds. see it all right <laughs> the end that's the end of the movie it's the whole thing i was gonna say you failed but you wrapped it up pretty nicely by just saying the end so i guess i'll count that <laughs> thanks i didn't do a good job seeing the timer i saw that there was a timer yeah. but i was not uh they steal necklace the end yeah the end. <laughs> i mean Honestly, if that was the end, I think yeah. I would have liked the movie more. I, but it's, kind of. It kind of was the end. Yeah. There's still a half hour of movie after that, though. Yeah, that confused me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the thing with this movie uh, is, and I kind of want to just get this out of the way, uh, though I wish the movie had done the same thing. Um, it, it's clearly a sequel to the Oceans trilogy, which is fine, I guess. I don't need that. I definitely didn't need it, and I definitely didn't need to be reminded of it the whole movie. I don't think we needed an no. Ocean's trilogy. Why, yeah, no. why is it a trilogy? <laughs> was it all? Was it a trilogy God. when they started? I think so. They thought it was a trilogy. Well, because they wanted to do three, and that's why they did eleven, twelve, thirteen. So I think that was supposed to be like the Ocean's trilogy. Mm. I never saw the third one because by the end of the second one, I went, fuck these franchises. I didn't know there was a third one. Yeah. I feel like I maybe saw Ocean's 12, but I don't remember it. Yeah, Ocean's 12, <laughs> I, I, I pitched to John on the way down here today. Uh, right. It's the worst fucking movie ever. And I, I, I'll get into that some other time. Um, oh, Does I, he die? In, I'm like, I didn't no, know he No, he doesn't die. die. He, he never died. <laughs> I had uh, to look that up on Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, but that was my thing. So, like, uh, when I'm watching a movie like this one, uh, or say, like, uh, the best example I have for another one would be, like, Ghostbusters with uh, Kate McKinnon and everybody. Um, like, it feels like you could either tie yourself to the originals or you could be your own thing. And this one really felt like it should have been its own thing. And instead, we just keep going. Every now and then, like, do you guys remember Danny Ocean? He was awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a really weird thing to do for a movie that's supposed to be about powerful women to constantly remember you remind you about and the then better have man. The little fella do the heist. Yeah, like it just Yes. That was so, some bullshit. That so, was some bullshit. Yeah, why not like that's, just have like, Oh yeah. I was so mad because I was like, why not just like hire a gymnast? Like oh, yeah. also yeah. like how cute would Allie Raisman have been in this movie? <gasps> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well I and super biased, but I really wanted my personal friend Bendy Bonnie to have done that she's a contortionist Cirque. she did the ring she was the girl who's yeah yeah, does a ton of monster movies i was like what 
That would have been amazing. Why? Why not her? It was a really weird, like, a, it just felt so handcuffed to Ocean's Eleven that it was never really allowed to be its own thing. And I don't know who to blame for that. Like, I don't know if that's like a studio thing of like, no, if we don't keep reminding him that George Clooney was in this franchise, they're going to leave. That's probably exactly who we should blame for that. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that tracks, that tracks. I feel like tracks. when you hire someone like Gary Ross, you can't blame the filmmaker because he just does what he's told. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's like who has a photo of their sibling in their bathroom? Ew! <laughs> right? Like yeah. who would do that? I, for, I forgot about that. But <laughs> Sandra yes. Bullock has a framed picture of George Clooney in her bathroom. Well, now I know the prank I'm playing next time I. Play <laughs> <laughs> but like that, like that for me, that just encapsulates everything I hate about this movie and why I didn't like it. It's like. Uh, we need to have something about George Clooney in this scene. Uh, how are we going to get there? Fuck, I don't know. None of this movie has anything to do with Ocean's Eleven. I don't know. Put a photo of him in the bathroom or something. <laughs> we'll come back around to it. We'll figure out something better later. And that's what ended up on screen. Like, what? I was, however, <laughs> super grateful that he did not ever actually come back. Because I was, after all of those nods, I was like, oh, God. He's going he's gonna to fucking show up at the end. I'm going to be mad. Uh, but... He still gets the final beat of the movie. Yes. Like, it's like but he, at, like least he's he's dead. Dead. at least he's dead. <laughs> I actually he's watched dead. through the credits because I was about to be like, is he going to Thanos that? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, and, and watching it with Chewie, who's like, uh, she'll probably talk about her and where I've been doing next week when she's on. Uh, she's kind of told me that's what she's planning on doing because this movie just made her really upset. And it's like, because we watched this one in the movie for next week, right like around the same time. And she's like, it's such an interesting double feature because you have... A, a female-led movie that's all supposed to be like women empowerment and women can be badasses and they can pull off these heists just like everybody else. There's no reason that we need to keep making the all-powerful dude movies and it's made by all-powerful dudes. Mm-hmm. And then we have The Spy Who Dumped Me, which is written and directed by women. And it's like, it's very similar audiences they're going for, but handled so differently. And we'll talk about it more next week, but it's weird that like this is the one that's you can see that's just like, well, we have all these male characters and we're just going to say they're women. And that's how we're done. Screenwriting done. But they're going after jewels. Yeah, they're going to jewelry. They're buying, they're getting all the cool necklaces. Jewelry that stuff. they couldn't even be bothered to make look as expensive as they said it was. Uh, yeah. Like, oh. this, was, yeah. this was my biggest beef because, mm-hmm. like, I, like, Crazy Rich Asians came out this year. I love that movie. And what I loved is that it was, like, not a terribly expensive movie to make, but everything looked so luxurious. Like, they, ha- they were just, like, borrowing Michelle Yeoh's actual jewels so it looked rich, you know? <laughs> and, like, this is the Met Gala. Like, Rihanna literally wore a bedazzled Pope costume to the last <laughs> Met Gala. And everyone's just in, like, fucking, tef- like, taffeta and stuff. I was like, are you are you kidding me? Like, this is not what the Met Gala looks like. I'm a lady. Like, at least pretend you give a shit about me or well, that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> like, with, like, the, the Met Gala and just talking about how they didn't make things look great, it's just... You have like the most expensive, like wonderful jewelry in the world, and the way they display it is in a dark puddle, like mm-hmm. far away from people. Like, yep. like so, if you were actually going to the Met Gala, like, oh, I can't wait to see all this jewelry. Like, if you were yeah. actually just kind of like a tourist, like, I can't believe they're gonna have it all on display. That's really cool. You'd get there and go, like, well, I can't fucking see anything. Yeah, there's no lights, and it's all the way over there. Like, what's... I was wondering that throughout the entire movie, like, what's so special about the Met Gala? And the movie didn't tell me what was because so special it's, about it's it. Not like it's not something that people can't experience. It's literally a celebration of a museum exhibit. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's Whoa. like my favorite weekend. Like, it's my favorite Monday of the year because I, I do like I live for this stuff. I love that it's costumey. I think it's great. And then it's just like this is not even a good red carpet. Well, and no. usually they have a theme. Yeah. And Met Gala has a theme, which is why was... Rihanna was dressed like the Pope. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what, yeah. It's like, and they, they tried to play into the theme. I think it was like aristocracy theme, which yeah. is why they had the crown, like she was wearing what were effectively crown jewels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's had what they all those powdered wig people. Yeah, but like, why? Like, even Zoolander was able to get some fashion cameos. You know Donatella would show up if they asked. Like, they got Katie Zach, Holmes. Zach yeah. Posen. <laughs> yeah, okay. No one knows who that is. Like, <laughs> Katie Holmes we all know and yeah. remember as a because fashion she, icon. <laughs> sure, because she had a failed fashion line that made it through one that. season. Oh I didn't even know God. she had that. Yes, she had a failed fashion line. <laughs> like, really? Okay. Yeah, it was I horrible. I miss Katie Holmes' cameo altogether. She had yeah. a line. She, she, she has a line. She had a line. Yeah, she's like, are you okay? She was sitting next to Zach Posen. 
pose. She had to oh. pose. <laughs> she got paid for I that. Was, I was drawn to Zach Posen's tie. He had like a little skull <laughs> on his tie. So I miss miss Katie Holmes it, altogether. It would be easy to miss her because they did cut around her so much. Like the funny thing, like when they're doing like the whole table plan setup, and you see like the who's who. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Katie Holmes is at a table. I wonder if she's gonna be in the movie. And then when it finally, I'm like, oh, there she is. Yeah. Oh, she's not doing anything. Oh. <laughs> I got Heidi Klum. She's yeah. in there. They had Kim Kardashian. I was going to oh, I, I was like, there was a Kardashian. Was that her? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell if it was actually Kim or just like, because no, she's yeah, so if you plastic go through at this point. IMDb yeah. and look at all like the cameos, you're just like, oh, that person was there. Okay. Uh, probably should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the so the, the the thing is that we're talking about the, the Met Gala of the movie and like that's supposed to be the climax and this is the other thing I want to talk about before we start kind of go characters and whatnot. The movie ends and then it goes for almost 45 minutes. The Return of the King does. <laughs> no, but like at least Return of the King had two movies of like, oh, we want to make sure everyone gets the closure that they deserve. So it made sense. This one didn't have that. Like it was literally just, all right, so we pulled off the heist and we really want to make sure that everyone knows that uh, she's going to fuck over her ex-boyfriend. And it's just like a, God. What? Why are we spending so much time on a revenge plot to her boyfriend that, like, in a heist movie? We didn't even movie? care about. Yeah, it, I'm like who is this guy? I don't. Care. I was never more on Kate Blanchett's side in that moment. <laughs> yes. I was like, fuck this situation. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna watch a heist with Richard Armitage, I'm gonna go back to season three of Hannibal. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Like, Murder I, husbands. I didn't feel a so connection between Debbie and the guy, and it's just like, well, did no. she love him? I'm like, what? who is this guy? I don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't even really feel like he was ever her boyfriend or like her partner. It was no. like, oh, here's a guy that like I was running this hustle with, and he fucked me over. Like the yeah. end. She could have just shifted him, oh, and yeah. I would have been like, great, now he's yeah. dead. <laughs> and we needed that flash move on. Preferable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> she could have just. I mean, I mean, she, she did bring she, you was, shiv. she was already there. Like, <laughs> know, do it. It could have been over in mere mere seconds. Yeah, and then we would have saved half hour of our lives. It's already a two hour movie. It could have been an hour and a half. The heist is over. Yeah. Oh, weird choices in this movie. Um, that shiv thing, and then the talking about it goes on for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's a long conversation, and it, like it ends awkwardly too. They're like, Haha, shiv. <laughs> and they cut to the next scene, and I'm like, what the hell is I this? I was in prison. <laughs> Oh, so fun. It's like, what? What is this movie? Do you think Martha Stewart knows how to make shit? <laughs> probably. Or I like Naomi that. Campbell? Definitely. Well, she was Naomi probably Campbell criticizing the make of that shit. Martha yeah. Stewart can make a shiv you could use as a steak knife. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's color coordinated. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, let's, let's kind of move in through the characters. Because the, the, the cast of this thing, uh, they, they could not have done... I honestly don't think they could have done much better with the cast. Like they, I don't think I needed to trim it down. Like if we could get eleven funny dudes, we can get eleven funny women. Um, but if they want to keep it to eight for reasons, I guess that's for some on. weird backward numbering convention. Sure, yeah, yeah, uh, seventy three cents on the dollar. Sure, oh, <laughs> oh, I, I guess. Real. I thought, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was like a very curious thing about this movie. I'm like, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eight. <laughs> But also, like, on the flip side of the, the disappointment of it, the sad trombone of it, uh, is that I think it only takes eight women to pull off a kick-ass heist. They were like, eh, we know, who do we need this extra people for? That's true. Like, yeah. Women yeah. can do it with less people because they s- we're more efficient. They were very efficient. And they sort of had, uh, they had already filled out their roster. They weren't just bringing on extra, like, schmoes for no yeah. good reason. Because they were like, oh, I got a friend. Yeah, because like, what did Brad Pitt do in Ocean's Eleven? I mean, the Except same thing Kate Blanchett did. I mean, they're the, they're yeah. they're the same character. Dude, I was so disappointed. Like, why cast Kate Blanchett and just have her stand around in a wig? But that's my thing for everyone in the movie. You, you've cast some of the most talented and funny women working today, and then you basically, with the exception of kind of Mindy Kaling a little bit, go, don't be funny. Yeah. And it's like, they're just like almost all, like even Sandra Bullock, and I'm not the biggest Sandra Bullock fan in the world, but I like Sandra Bullock. She can be legitimately funny. Like she just has a good sense of humor. And like, I might not like her movies very much, but whenever I've seen her interviewed, she's charming. She's funny. She can lead movies really well. And then they put her in this and it's like, no, you're going to be stoic and mean the whole movie. And smug. And smug. And it's just like, wait, like I want to see Sandra Bullock. I want to see Kate Blanchett. Like these are two very funny, talented women that I bet could have hysterical, great scenes together. And it's like, no, just be grumpy and mean the whole. That time. bingo flashback. I was curious to know more. 
<laughs> I was like, Bingo. I was like yeah. what are you guys doing? Cool. We're, we're back to the. Uh, I definitely okay. want to know more about Lou. Like, what's her story? Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there's so much cool stuff you can do, especially with the cast you have, and they just opted to do nothing. And I've seen like the I've seen other people make this complaint, and John actually brought this up uh, on our our way down to the episode today. That a lot of the the backlash and the criticism of the movie is a lot of the critiques are coming loudly from men, and it's a lot of men saying kind of what I'm saying. If like I want to see these people be charming and fun, it's like well now you're just doing the smile more argument. It's like I'm not saying that. I understand that there probably are dudes out there making that argument, but they suck. <laughs> I'm just saying, just I, I want to see these people be characters, and we're just they're just all placeholders from the old Ocean's Eleven movie, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cast was really outstanding. I would have loved yeah. to have like grabbed this cast and made a whole different movie mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with the trilogy. <laughs> 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 that, that is Ocean's Eleven. I'm gonna keep calling it a trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, because like the cast, you're right. It's a great cast. Like everyone in the movie is fantastic, and I even like Rihanna. Like I even think she's fun. And I've heard a lot of people say she sucks. I'm like, I kind of like love, it when yeah, she shows up I in like the movie. She's great. Rihanna was the yeah. best part of Battleship, and for that, I'll always be grateful. Yeah, I, I, I think she. I think she can do a good job, especially if she's given a character that she can kind of play with. Because she's not like a great actor, but you give her something in her wheelhouse, she's great. Mm-hmm. And this should have been that. But again, and this is my biggest complaint in the whole movie. They just latcher to a gimmick and it annoyed the shit out of me every time they have a scene with rihanna they start on a close-up of her nine ball mouse mm-hmm. every time oh except at the end when they end on a close-up of her nine ball ball fair point it still ends on the pool table like followed by a close-up of her nine ball uh neon yes It would have been so cool to understand what the context that was and who she was as a person. Yeah, Yeah, no, you just get the she... Why does she like pool so much if she's a hacker? Like, why is she... The two seem mutually exclusive. Explain to me, movie, how this works together. And you could do it in a flashback. You could do it in a line of dialogue. We knew why Seth Green was called Napster from 30 seconds in Italian Job. Like, okay, yeah, that works. We're on board. But no, we're just going to call her Nine Ball and just keep calling her Nine Ball. But look, her mouse is a Nine Ball. Woo! <laughs> Character development. <laughs> but yeah, by the time it was like, a, I won't say about halfway through the movie, when they kept doing it, I'd fast forward those two seconds. I'm like, I don't want to see the shot. I'm so I done with the shot. I also like that we never see Mindy Kaling. They're always like, you need to move out of your parents' house. And we never see her at home with her parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, We're th- missed opportunity for comedy. I forgot they said Kaling. that. I mean, she... You see her work with her mom, yeah, but we, you don't see her at home with her parents. Did, right? they, did they say that she lived at her yeah, parents' yeah, house? Yeah, they were like, oh. do you enough money to get you out of your parents' house is how they uh, like, yeah. moved Oh, was her. that person she was talking to her mom? I, I must have missed that. In the jewelry store? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> like, it, was so, it was so quick. It was so quick and done with. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a mom. I was like, oh, what? Like, yeah, because that was a customer, relation, a customer worker relationship. It didn't feel, it didn't feel like anything. No, but I mean that's kind Familial, of like, like yeah. <laughs> but listen, if you're she spend... insulted her for not having a husband. Oh yeah, like her sister. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like her glorious sister on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh... <laughs> it's just like that it's missing, like I don't no, know. So, we, we, so we, we have the we have the family aspect that you can do with Mindy Kaling, and you could ha- there's a point for comedy there. Not that it has to be a comedy, but you could have those moments, and then you could flesh out thirty minutes of backstory on Nineball, on Lou, on Mindy Kaling, on everybody. Just give them all a little beat, and then you can lose the whole revenge on the ex boyfriend plot at the end of the movie, and just bump everything back a little bit, and everything works, mm-hmm. and it's just that much better. Yeah, it could have been more about a female dynamic and growing yeah. relationship sort of thing. And it's that's not there at all, and it's just it's strange. And like, that's what I keep coming back to. I'm like, I, just, I don't understand. I also feel like the like the not the double cross, but including Anne Hathaway's character, who was great. She was just chewing the shit out of that scenery. But yeah. like, they were just like, oh, this is a throwaway. We had to bring her in. And then we'll explain to you why without showing you anything. And she was so smart to get everything until the very end. We're like, oh yeah, we actually stole all these other things too. And she's just like, what? <laughs> and her face was like, why are you surprised? You got this far. Like you, you, you saw through their shitty acting and what they were doing wrong. And how like, hard would it have been to just to have her be in on it from the very beginning? That would have been such or a cool twist. to have her yeah. be the one chasing them down because she's like... No, I knew what you guys were up to. Yeah, she like, could have just replaced James Corden altogether. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, that would have been, been so, so cool. Much <laughs> I so, hate his stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I like James Corden. I, I, I but he 
he's won me over because he was in two pretty decent episodes of Doctor Who. And like yeah. from yeah. there on, I'm like, no, I like him. He was good on Doctor Who. I don't really watch his show at all. I don't really seek him out ever. But it's like, I see him, I'm like, oh, I like those episodes of Doctor Who. And his car karaoke's fun. Like, yeah, the, the Paul just, McCartney one was really cool. He's like yeah. always yeah. stepping on the actual talent, though. And it's like, we get it. You can sing. But if you were actually good, you wouldn't be on a late night show. You'd be on Broadway. Hasn't he been on Broadway before? Sure, but he didn't win any awards, and that's why Fair. he's just like, now I'm replacing Craig Ferguson, and I don't get good rating. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, because I'm used to seeing him like interact with celebrities, and there were actual celebrities in this movie, so when he showed up, I thought at first he was actually James Corden. I, that... When oh. I when I read Sam's post about him being in it, I'm like, oh, I'm sure he's just at the Met because I knew it took. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so sure he just cameos, somebody. like an extended annoying cameo sort of thing. <laughs> no, because the only no, late night host that Anna Wintour invites to the Met is Seth Meyers because they're friends because he's a goddamn professional. <laughs> I feel like James Corden has wronged you at some point. <laughs> with his stupid face. <laughs> he's like he's like Ben Affleck. I just hate him and I can't put my finger on why. That's funny. I think about both of them very little. Frankly, I don't think about them at all until they show up in a movie. And then I'm like, nah. nah." It just upsets me. So who would you have preferred be the the insurance adjuster? James Corden or Ben Affleck? Instead of spinning this off. Oh, God, no. (laughs) What I think they should have done, instead of spinning this off from the Oceans movies, they should have had Kenneth Branagh as Poirot show up and be like, oh, oh, that would have been here. For it. And the production been, design would have been better. That would have been fun. See, Kenneth Branagh, I don't think of very often, but when I see him, I'm so delighted to see him. I'm like, oh, Kenneth Branagh, I've forgotten about you, and here you are. That would have been an amazing surprise. We got this insurance adjuster coming in. He's a really big deal. And like, what? What? An insurance adjuster? It's Kenneth Branagh and a mustache. Honestly, I'd have been fine if it was just Kenneth Branagh as Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. <laughs> I got a side hustle as an insurance <laughs> Because he would think he's the best insurance adjuster ever. Because, like I've always said, ask Kenneth Branagh who the best director in the world is. He'll say Kenneth Branagh. Mm. I love Kenneth Branagh, by mm-hmm. the way. I just... He, he does, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Helena Bonham Carter precluded him from being in this film, though. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> My, the thing... That's another, you just launched me on another thing. Why don't you use Helena Bonham Carter? Like, she's so good in everything. And they just... They gave her, like... The phrasing's wrong on this, but a very small role. And I, I don't mean small, like, like unimportant, but, like, everything you do, keep it in. Yeah, she's very meek. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, it's You just have f- a quirky, like, fashion designer who everyone's like, her? What? What is all this? And then you subdue her? Like, you subdue yeah. her acting? Yeah. She had, like, what? such a potential arc to overcome. Like, we heard, we learned a lot about her backstory. Yeah. And just, I wanted to see her at the end just, like, overcome her meekness and, like, take hold of herself. Yeah, I'd rather see that story than the revenge against an ex-boyfriend story. Mm-hmm. Like, because there was actually something there to kind of chew on, and it's like you've seen a failed fashion designer, mm-hmm. and like just everything. Like, it, it's a really somehow, but they, I think that's why they didn't do it. Because yeah, they, and they, she keeps getting effed over by the fashion industry, yeah. and here's her chance to get them. But the the long and the short of it is, is that they made it way too easy for her to get accepted back into the thing like so you like they ruined their own movie it's just like well she's a failed fashion designer she just had the worst show ever she's gonna get arrested because of reasons and welcome back welcome back (laughs) one person liked you therefore you're at the top of the game again we're gonna give you the most expensive necklace in history it's like and then (laughs) then there was like this brief little subplot where they were trying to court another actress to make Anne Hathaway jealous and it was over and done with so quickly that I was like who wait who are you well, that, I mean, why, but that, that's where you, you you just see like that's just screenplay band aids. Just like it's just it's way, yeah. like those seams are just so bright, and it's like okay, well we can't have her get back in the fashion industry too easy because we just had her fail. I don't know. Uh, make Anne Hathaway jealous. Done. It's just it's like the same thing I said earlier. It feels like a placeholder. We're gonna fix it later, and they just never fix it. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm wrong about that. Like I'd rather this just be an attempted screenplay and just not work instead of just having a whole bunch of placeholders that they just never swapped out. But that's what it felt like to me. They just, rushed to production. Yeah. In which, I mean, if you know anything, like, and I don't know a lot of it, but I remember hearing about it. It's like, we're going to do Oceans 8. It's going to be a female Oceans movie. And we got Sandra Bullock and we're shooting in three months. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, as soon as I got their lead, they're just like, get this thing out the fucking door. Because mm-hmm. it's the year of the women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like movie made by committee. For yeah. Because sure. it, it, it was just like, all right, well, what worked in Oceans 11? Well, uh, you have the stoic bleed guy. You have the comedic sidekick guy. That was George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Okay, so Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett. It's like, yeah, but they're, they're different people. Like, if you wanted George Clooney and Brad Pitt 
as women, you can find those actors. They exist. They're not Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, though. So if you want those two people, I'd say write them better characters for those actors. And instead, they're just it, it just everything just kind of felt like uh, here we let's, got this. Let's thing get here, you to the type here. here. Yeah, it, it's just everything just felt forced, and it oh, it frustrates the hell out of me. But that's that, I'll stop ranting. I'll let somebody else talk a little bit because I I could rant. Let somebody else rant. Hours. Yeah, let somebody <laughs> else rant. Or praise it if there's things that you like about it. It doesn't all have to be negative. That's all fucking negative. <laughs> I really didn't like the how everything they they'd come across problems and then like immediately be solved right away with like weird technology that doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, yeah. I did not yeah. like the technology. They, they also were really good about hiding everything in the Met, like mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling's whole like jewelry like fakery stand. Like when did they get that yeah. in there? That's a how lot did, of equipment. And how did no one notice it? <laughs> No, it was a changing needed, table. It was yeah. a changing table. That is used. Yeah. It's a function. It has Nobody a function. needed a tampon. Okay. <laughs> oh, that one I did pause. There were still tampons in that machine. Okay. I, was, I was like, because well, that was my first thing. I was like, ah. And it was the bathroom off the kitchen, not like a main bathroom that yeah. they would have had access to, which like, do employee bathrooms typically have changing tables? No. Not not in food service. Definitely think. not in food service. Can I change my baby's diaper back here by the dinner? <laughs> no. <laughs> my, da- my baby's got a stink stink. Can I go back here to the kitchen? It's for all those employees who bring their kids to work. Yeah. In the yeah, hot because, kitchen. Because yeah. Chef is carrying their baby around on a, in a baby Bjorn. He's got the backpack Bjorn. It's okay. Yeah. Or it's like a weird like, baby ratatouille where the baby's driving the adult around. Oh, no. But yeah, that's it's, my comedy idea. Don't take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the th- it's like the there's so much of this movie that was just sloppy. Like they were just they weren't good thieves. Like they pulled everything off, which I mean would show they should be good thieves. But like you look at it, it's like when did you have time to do this? How did anybody fall for this? Like you were so obvious. The cleverest heist was when she went into the department store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that would work. Are you talking about the beginning when she like? Yeah, yeah. Well, she just I need to return these. Well, everything. fuck it, I'll just keep it. Like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, <laughs> that set me up. It's like, oh, this is what we're gonna deal with. We're gonna deal with something like really some really good thievery going. Nope. And that was, like, I agree because like when we sat down for both the movies this week, I was like, yeah, I wanted to see both of these, and I, we just had a kid. We didn't have time to make it to the theaters, and like I was looking forward to both of them. And the beginning, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I like this. She's competent. She's a she's a good thief. She's clever. She's quick on her feet. She left jail with 45 bucks, and she's already looking like a million bucks. This is great. And then that's the end of the good movie. Mm. As soon as she meets up with one person, it's just... It, my biggest problem is just the lack of opposition. We've, we've kind of touched on mm-hmm. it a little bit, but everything was so easy. And when the movie was over, I had to stop a second and be like, well... I thought this was just the big, like, overlong intro. Like, where was the opposition? Where was the enemy? Where was, like, the complication to any of this? I feel like if they had gone, like, a more, like, you were talking about, like, having Helena Bonham Carter be the reason they're doing this heist and have, like, a Miranda Priestly from Devil Wears Mm -hmm. Prada type character as the opposition that they're screwing over, like, that'd be great. And, like... Yeah, because they could say so much about the fashion industry. They could say so much about, like, how women are, you know dictated by it or how they can turn yeah. that around yeah and like how certain women kind of play into the patriarchy and certain others mm-hmm. are like you know like sisterhood's key and I, like there was a good movie to be had i think like in the world of like fashion heisting well the thing is i, I don't <laughs> yeah. think having a female-led oceans movie was a bad idea no. i actually think it's a pretty good idea i don't think it needed to be an oceans movie but have a female heist movie i don't think that's a bad idea and even if they want to tie it to the oceans world that's okay it's just it, i, I even think... think having a heist at the met gala could be really fun yeah absolutely yeah. if you like if you act like you're at the met gala yeah because the met gala is so much drama like that's where beyonce and jay-z's elevator incident happened like yeah. this is where shit goes down like and then just like little things, like the drama of kicking everyone out of the Met Gala. Not happening. Like, they would be, people would be so fucking mad and they all just kind of like, well, oh, okay, I guess it's fine. We can take a smoke break. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought that was kind of the plan is to get everyone to that, that tension of like arguing like, we got to get them out. We can't get them out. Gwyneth and that would distract like, them. reported to the media that she didn't like the hors d'oeuvres and wouldn't be going to the Met Gala again. Like, Jesus, you can't just kick everyone out and yeah, be like, no this way. is fine. Like, that... That's I kind of what John was saying. I thought that was the plan. Like everyone's got to get out, and then in the chaos, steal everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that no. would have made more sense because everyone's so busy arguing and not leaving and getting yeah. angry at each other that there's just like that. I thought that was kind of the point, not actually have everyone leave because no one was going to leave. No, 
Yeah. In my in my very limited, extremely limited understanding of the Met Gala, that didn't <laughs> that didn't seem possible that they would all leave. Like this movie, to out myself as someone Especially who doesn't know anything for about jewels, fashion, like this. If you were to ask me, like, how would you describe the Met Gala, having never like experienced it, spent any time with it, this movie is how I would have described it, just because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. This felt like someone didn't know anything about the Met Gala, <laughs> and just kind of went forward with it, and it, just did their best. It's like their best guess. I mean. If a professional movie is being made about the Met Gala, they should know more about it than John. Yeah. yeah no, that's <laughs> like, I, I would have put that dark room in there like, that seems like a cool place to put jewels. <laughs> I kept coming back to Zoolander, which like did such a good job lampooning fashion mm-hmm. because they actually did their research. Like it, and that was just like the stupid, that was the stupidest movie. Like it's so good. It's so, good. It's so stupid, <laughs> but they actually cared enough to get it right. You but know? that's why it worked. Yeah. Like they, mm-hmm. they cared. And I don't think, I don't want to say nobody in this movie cared, but it, it didn't feel like a lot of people did. If it, someone cared at the beginning, that care was washed away in drafts or rewrites. Yeah. Whatever the, whatever the committee did to it, to play yeah. it safe, it just, it's gone. Yeah. And it, it's. Uh... Also, do we have to poison everyone when we want them out of the way? Or like, we have to send everyone running to the bathroom in every. Heist. And that wasn't uh, true either? Because she was like, know. I faked it or whatever. Espionage. I don't know. At yeah. least they didn't make her poop her pants. That's where I thought they were going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a smidgen matter that she threw up, <laughs> but like, it's it's such a tiny increment. Like, yeah. they couldn't think of any better way to get her away from the table. So the, their whole plan hinged on someone with a low constitution. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that you're D&Ding this right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but not no, sorry, no. but not sorry. What if she was just like, I drink water in Mexico, motherfuckers. I gotta, I gotta get a steal. Yeah. Like, then the movie's over. I like, drink, I drink pond but, scum. I'm good. Again, that would be better. Like how much poison has she eaten? Yeah. All of it. All of it. <laughs> like, and she still isn't thrown up? No. Like, I, I imagine that conversation with Rihanna in the vehicle. Like yeah. how much poison has she eaten? All of it's gone. She has no more. She's like on the Shailene Woodley dirty eating diet. She's like, I eat clay, bitches. I can absorb anything. Yeah. But kind of circling back to something we were mentioning earlier, and uh, in the other Oceans movies, they all kind of had an antagonist. Like, uh, like you had Andy Garcia. You had um, I always forget the the French actor's name, but uh, he's. We ever need French guy? I don't guy. think any of the rest of us have seen or remember twelve and thirteen. Fair enough. And I, uh, thirteen was um, that one's easy. That was uh, Al Pacino. Jesus, that's an easy name to remember, and I couldn't remember that. But uh, they all had somebody that they were robbing. Like there was somebody like who was mm-hmm. kind of aware that that George Clooney was there, and George Clooney was going to try to rob them, and it was all about kind of tricking them. And it kind of had a, a cat and mouse effect to it. And this one forgot to have an antagonist, mm-hmm. so it was just robbing the Met. That's why they dropped in James Corden. Yeah, I know, but it's like, I get why they dropped in James Corden, but it's one of the... So when you have the original Oceans movies, they're the bad guys, but they're also fucking over a somewhat worse guy. Yeah, so they're going down the man. Yeah, so it's like, oh, No, I totally cool. got you. Yeah. But I like, just mean, you're right. They forgot, <laughs> yeah, and, that, and then that's why at the end of the movie, they're like, airdrop James Corden. We need an antagonist. We need somebody it. that everyone's going to hate. Yeah. James Corden! James Corden! <laughs> it was crazy. I paused it when he showed up, because I was like, well, I'm going to go pee now. <laughs> it was 25 minutes left in the movie. I was like, what? This yeah, we is, did the I was same so thing. Confused. Um, who haven't we, we? We haven't really talked about any of the people because the movie didn't really service any of them. Is there any character that we just haven't talked about at all that needs Wait, to under, be mentioned? Underutilized Sarah Paulson. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get her character at all. And I love Sarah Paulson. Like I, I, I've watched all of American Horror Story, like mostly because I like Sarah Paulson so she much. She is so good in that whole series. Yeah. Yeah. This movie underutilized her more than the post. And, and that's, that's saying something. Some, yeah, <laughs> but at least the post, she had a great scene. Like, she had one scene where it's just like, all right, this is, like, your Oscar scene. Like, if we're going to try to get you nominated, this is the scene you'll be it for. And she nailed it. Because Sarah Paulson nails everything. And this one is just like, well, you're the former thief who's now a mom. But she's still thieving because she's got a garage full of shit. Yeah. Which they just don't talk about at all. It's like, no, I'm out of the game. Except that I'm not. eBay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that actually was one of my favorite lines where she was so, it was so succinct. Because she was just like, how do you explain this to your husband? eBay. <laughs> the end. He's he's that oblivious. Yeah. Men are dumb. <laughs> I wish that was the response to eBay. <laughs> yeah. Men are dumb. <laughs> 
I would have rather had that line than just like, the, the, no man, no man. Like that, I, I got what that scene was trying to do, and it was again like I did, I wasn't paying attention enough for the logic problem to stand out because at that point there was a lot of logic problems that I was just awash with, but it served nothing other than to be like, look at us, we're all women and no men. Yeah, it, it was it, it was like a lampshade that didn't need it. Like, that, that was the whole, like, I feel like the whole movie, it's just Ocean's 8 colon lampshade. Like, it's just like, uh, we're just going to keep hanging lights on everything. Like, oh, remember Danny Ocean? Remember that there's no men in this movie? Remember? And it's like, uh, yeah, we remembered when we bought the fucking ticket. You didn't need yeah. to remind us after that. Yeah, I wish they did a show not tell of how women are, you know, overlooked. Yeah, like, like there's so many ways they could have done it. Because, yeah, the, it's a good line. It's a good line that just gets overshadowed by that logic that you yeah. just mentioned. It was like... I was trying to remember exactly what Chewie said when that line happened. Because it's just like, I think she just really loudly said, we get it. Because <laughs> it was just like, no men, no men. I said no men. We get it. It's like, she was almost as annoyed as I was throughout the movie, which is, again, saying something because I was very annoyed. Um, I was trying to look up one of the actors. And I always forget her name. She was the funny Asian actress in this. Aquafina. Uh, Thank you. Uh, do you want to say it again really quick? Aquafina. Thank you. Is... One of the most underused people in this movie. It was so sad. Like, yeah. why are you going to have her in this movie? She's so funny. You're just talking about somebody who's just naturally funny in everything I've ever seen her do, from just interviews to actual acting, hysterical I'm and fantastic. I'm also just sad we didn't get a musical collab with her and Rihanna. Yeah. I would have been here for that, like, just rapping about, like, pussies, and then Rihanna busting in with, like, a great song. I love Aquafina. Well, she's great, and she's funny, and, like, there's... It's just again, crazy rich rich Asians did it better. <laughs> just not the ex- not what I expected the comparison to be. Aquafina. Like. <laughs> the Ocean's Eight were crazy rich God, Asians did everything Michelle better. What if Michelle Yeoh had been in this movie? Too? Why wasn't she in this movie? <laughs> that would have been great. Like, what if she was the antagonist and there was like this interesting like, ooh, interesting clash? I don't know. Anything else? Anything. I, I mean, but like. I don't, I don't know why there was an antagonist. Like, I don't see anything Iron than, like, they really wanted to get the, the ex-boyfriend plot in there. But even that one was just so weak. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, even, like, it was weak on top of, like, the reaction to it was weak. Like, even Kate Blanche is like, if this whole thing's about revenge, then I'm walking. It's all about revenge. All right, I'm in. <laughs> what? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> like, well, and what, even though what he did was shitty, like... Sandra Bullock was so badass that, she, that he wasn't worth her time. Like mm-hmm. he was, he wasn't worth another thought. Yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah, she's supposed to be the most badass thief out there, other than Danny Ocean. We have to remember he's Danny dead. Ocean was a little better, but he's dead. So now, well, he might be dead. Why Who didn't knows? she bring down his business or something more personal? Yeah, like if we want to make this about revenge, make it about revenge. But if you want to make it about a heist, make it about the heist, and don't just tack on a real shitty revenge thing at the end. And it's always it. I feel like for the studios, it's always like, oh, it's a movie for women. So it's got to be about an ex-boyfriend. It couldn't be like revenge on my grandma or revenge on some <laughs> random, yeah. like terrible boss I had. Or a revenge. lot of people wrong us. Yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah. out. So many people wrong us. Uh, or revenge on like the, the other people who put her away, the lawyer or the whoever. But I, I think you had it right the first time. They're, they're not worth a second thought. No. Like it should just be like, oh, out of jail. Yeah. Are you going to get revenge on that guy? What guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. what guy? I, I got out of jail way early, and apparently I, I negotiated. that guy. Like, I yeah. forget James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm such a badass, I negotiated getting out of jail early with no parole, so I don't need to worry about these people. No. Like, <laughs> I walked out with $45, now I'm staying in the fanciest hotel. Yeah, like, which, uh, that, that con would not have worked. <laughs> Doubtful. But I do kind of want to try it. <laughs> Please try it and report back. Yeah, I'll let people know from jail how well yeah. it went. Uh, all right, let's move into quotes. I think we, we've said as much as we can about this wonderful little movie. Uh, I'll go first just because I, I spoiled that I have a James Corden quote, which I'm sorry. It was a good line. It, it's He's trying to intimidate the boyfriend who they've basically said, <laughs> yeah. you've done it because clearly you've done it. And he's like, you've got everything. Why would you steal it? The man has got it all. And then he points at the stupidest art I've ever seen and just goes, two of these. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that moment. Yeah. That was yeah. a good moment. That was, yeah, this is best. <laughs> Especially because there's another moment, again, watching with Chewie is always wonderful. Because that scene starts, he goes, the fuck are those things? And then he goes, <laughs> two of these. That was a good moment. 
Um, I've got a quote. It's, there's only one Leo who wasn't in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) We were promised some Leo. (laughs) They're they're trying to make all the cubic zirconia feel more expensive by by tossing in his name. Sad. Sad. I had forgotten about that. I'm like, oh, surprise I got Leo in this. Oh, they didn't. (laughs) Sorry. Is that why they didn't say his last name? That that line seems so, for lack of a better term, like, writerly like like oh here's a joke it's, it's there's only one leo it's like no fuck there's many people named leo in the world <laughs> again if this was me it would have been a guy in the leonardo like teenage mutant turtle suit that would have been somewhere it's like there's only one leo <laughs> in the background at one point you see leonardo it would have been amazing <laughs> yeah. a leonardo cosplayer being like sup <laughs> just like the old like 89 movie costume just like doing flips <laughs> with a head bobble like a lot of my favorite quote lines actually were were acting that was so good that no line was there like uh when they're talking to the jeweler and he's just like oh that's gonna have to be a much longer conversation and then it's just like <laughs> Helen, I, I know that the podcast cannot see my facial expression but uh helena bonham, bonham carter and mindy kaling just like do this like their look is amazing yeah yeah, yeah. it's so good i'm like you don't it's thank goodness they're such good actors because yeah. Well, frankly, the movie needs good actors, but but also you don't need a line. Like I hoped that, and I've seen this before, actually in um in an Adam Reed script, uh, where the characters listed and the line is just an ellipsis. There's no actual word needed, but I enjoyed that. That's a good way to do that. I've been giving really a lot cool. of script notes to people, and I've been telling people to do that thing, and I don't know how to word it in the script. Yeah, That's a good way yeah. to word it. Yeah, I like that. Or sometimes I'll just do a parenthetical with no line under it. I've, that's what I've been telling people to do, but I like the ellipses. The ellipses. That's a good, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to incorporate that. It's good that enough for Adam Reed. <laughs> it feels good important. For all of them. Yeah, yeah that's totally. Right. <laughs> but I think my favorite actual line was uh, somewhere out there, there's an eight-year-old girl lying in bed dreaming of being a criminal. I think we've all been there. <laughs> We've all been eight-year-old girls dreaming of being criminals. Again, speaking for Chewie, she went, that sounds like a better movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Ocean's maybe that's Ocean's eight, why eight-year-old girls? Like, <gasps> my God, the synchronicity. Mind blown. Yeah. And I was like, somewhere there's an eight-year-old girl watching this movie thinking of how they would pull off this heist more effectively. <laughs> thinking how they could pull off this movie better. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll go. Um, when they're talking about... Uh, the, the Richard Armitage character and they're like how'd you end up with this dude because that's a good question and she answers that Lou and Sandra Bullock says Lou and I were going through a rough patch I was like dang like I want to see the cool lesbian version yes. of this <laughs> yes like more cool lesbians Kate Blanchett's the perfect cool lesbian mm-hmm. again better movie <laughs> it's called Carol <laughs> fair point <laughs> it is a better movie she's stealing hearts <laughs> Stealing hearts and wearing pantsuits. <laughs> John, did you have one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the scene right after the failed uh, fashion show where she's crying and they enlist her. Uh, um, and she's like, I'm old and I'm going to prison. Then I'm going to be really, really poor. And, Hel- <laughs> and her, then, uh, her line delivery of that really, really poor, <laughs> I thought was really amusing. It's a good one. Review system for this week, I think will be easy. We'll see. Just heist movies. Any and all heist movies. I have mine. I'm going to go with Tower Heist. Bitch! (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Tower Heist because it was a movie that I went, oh, that could be entertaining. And then I saw who made it and went, oh, fuck that movie. And this one, I didn't see who made it and say, fuck that movie. I saw it and said, fuck that movie. But I was like, oh, I really want to see that heist movie. Definitely should not have seen that heist movie. Whereas Tower Heist was just, Fucking Brett Ratner. I'm going to go with Baby Driver. Okay. Because I don't watch that many heist movies. I'm like, there's a movie I've seen. It's the best reasoning ever. Yeah. I've seen it. (laughs) It is a Halloween mask. (laughs) Oh, I've I've got mine. Is it Hurricane Heist? No, apparently Den of Thieves is considered a heist movie. It is. And I hated it. Gerard, <laughs> eating donuts off the ground. Eating donuts off the ground. I still feel like like a snake bit him in the neck, and he just never got over the wound. <laughs> I'm still looking. 
This is not a genre I spend much time in, so. It's not a genre I spend very much time in either. I feel like they all feel the same. Even the even the ones that are really good feel the same. Yeah. So I'm going to go with The Great Muppet Caper. Yay! <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, which is more of a framing. Like, it's a framing movie because of a heist. Sure. But, but there's a lot going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. And all the cameos are stellar. Mm-hmm. But some of the Muppets are underused, kind of like in this yeah, movie. Okay, so like there you go. Very yeah. much like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie should have learned from the great Muppet caper. Or there should have been I'm Muppets hearing. in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, if Piggy Miss Piggy had been in the... Oh, my God. It's a better movie. Oh, my God. So exact same movie, just slighted Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. It's going to be a little bit of a stretch, but I had the same reaction to the movie in that the movie did nothing for me. Um, it's called The Vault. It was like a horror film where they they rob a bank. Oh, I remember. I didn't and see it. And there's ghosts down there that kill them all. And there's ghosts up there that you don't know about. It was just, ugh, whatever. It had James Franco in it for a little bit. He's a ghost too. And wow. he's like, whatever. And I was just going to ask, is he a ghost? Yes. <laughs> is he the ghost of James Franco? And it's just the whole movie is like, I generally like horror and I don't watch much heist. So it's like... Okay, this could be a nice, like a nice little like joining of two things that are that I could get into heist movies because of this. Nothing. Yeah. Didn't even have like doesn't even have like. I mean, it, has, it just has James Franco, which like puts nothing. <laughs> like it's not even a comparison to all the wonderful cast they have in this movie. But my reaction to both movies is the same. Yeah, James Franco is that much of a selling point for me. It's got James Franco. Okay. It's got an annoying guy named James. There you go. <laughs> same movie. <laughs> <laughs> So that brings Ocean's 8 to a close. Oh, I, God. I, don't, I don't think any of us are too upset <laughs> to not have to think about this movie anymore. Um, which I, I will go back to again. It, it's a shame. Like I was actually really looking forward to this one. I was actually I, I was excited to put it on the calendar and to see it and whatnot. I was interested to see this. And yeah. just it's it brings up an interesting like kind of whole thing about this because a lot of the like, a lot of pressure rides on these movies. Yeah. And for me I think that just as many men-led movies should be mediocre, so should women-led ones be. Yeah, There should be room for women to make bad movies as well as men. I think there should be parity <laughs> in bad quality movies. But so much of the hopes... And, like, it's, it's, it's so much pressure is put on these movies to be like beacons. Like, here, we're finally... Like, it's, it's the year of women. And then like when it doesn't do well, there's like this kind of shift, like this tension between like, you're just reviewing it bad because you're a man or, or things like that. We get into or, the weird but, like, discourse thing that becomes just... I mean, the nice thing is this movie did well. It did do well, yeah. And like, like, it didn't get, it was like certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So I think we did, we we won. This is a win for gender equality. We got a mediocre (laughs) one, ladies. Which is good, because like what John was saying, it's, I hate it. It's so frustrating of like, well, this one didn't do well. So no female-led movies will do well. And it's like, what? Good ones will. But we hear it over and over again. Like, it's it's such an aggressive. And this one I watched, I watched it again last night to refresh my memory. But the first time I saw it on an airplane. And every movie's better on an airplane because you're on an airplane and you have nowhere else to go. So it's the perfect airplane movie, you guys. Nice. I, that's how I feel about Bad Moms. Oh, I haven't Great seen that, but I'll watch movie. it the next time I'm on an airplane. <laughs> okay, so with that, I will say thank you for everybody. Uh, let's do a quick round of plugs. Anybody, I'll say Venture Bros. Listen to Venture Bros. podcast. Uh, we have a podcast called After the... Oh, wait. <laughs> Some move past you, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> On Tuesdays, I have a podcast called Samwise. It is an advice podcast in which I answer every question using the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions and their special features. If you would like to ask me a question, and you should, because those movies are full of wisdom, you can email sam.wise.ath at gmail.com, or you can dial 608-561-2755. You should also visit ATHpod.com every Wednesday and Friday for articles because some of us around the table write them and they're great and they're fun. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. I haven't written anything in a while, but I've been stupidly busy. I look forward to writing again at some point. Anything to plug? Uh, Yeah, I co-host the Cutaways podcast where we watch uh, romantic comedies in chronological order. So I'm very experienced at watching terrible Sandra Bullock movies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with that experience. Adding this right now to my list. Yeah, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts and on the internet as at Cutaways Podcasts. Dramatically. (laughs) 
1970, after a complicated marriage, uh, divorce, and a custody battle, my grandmother kidnapped my dad and his three siblings and fled to Mexico. And they traveled for seven years evading the FBI. And it took me a long time to wrestle the book that my grandma wrote about this uh, out of her hands, but I have. And so now I have a new podcast called My Grandma, Wanted by the FBI, <laughs> nice. in which I, I'm cold reading chapter by chapter. And then after I read, I'll go back and edit. But I'm learning all of the sordid details of my family's weird travel life uh, along with everyone else. So check that out everywhere podcasts are available. And if you want to ask me a question or uh, get in on the discussions that I'm starting after every three or four chapters, you can find me everywhere online at Sneaky Varmint. Cool. I love the title. That title mm-hmm. is it's amazing. It sells me alone on the show. I didn't know about it. So just my grandma wanted by the FBI. This is amazing. <laughs> All right, so thank you everyone for listening and tune in next week for The Spy Who Dumped Me. Bye! Bye!